Welcome to this week's episode of Closer to Christ Meditations. Uh, this week in the Come Follow Me study guide, we're reading in Matthew chapters 9 and 10, Mark 5, and Luke 9. These chapters were just packed with miracles, uh, which I absolutely loved. Um, we go from Jesus healing uh, the man sick with a palsy to healing the woman who had the issue of the blood for 12 years um, and and uh, the miracle of feeding 5,000 with five loaves of bread and two fish. I'm just pretty incredible. Yeah, I think there's a lot here that I had forgotten about as I was reading. It was um, reminded me of how I haven't studied the New Testament in a long time. And even the part where um, the Savior goes up to the mountain with his disciples and converses with Elias and Moses and like they fall asleep and he's like conversing with them and transfigured before them. And then I think being prepared for kind of his final mission and I'd forgotten how it's all there. It's, it's all written in scripture and even hearing the voice of the father of like, this is my son, hear him. And I think it's so powerful. Yeah, I loved that, like that moment where that they heard the voice say that. And just like we read in Joseph Smith's first vision and, and in other instances where Jesus is introduced, the, the voice of God introduces him as this is my beloved son, hear him. Yeah, what's interesting to me too is like I'm just making a lot of these connections with the Old Testament, the Bible that so many Christians believe in, and then what we as Latter-day Saints believe in that's a little bit different. But also what I what I learn and understand from kind of more Eastern philosophies of, um, you know, like meditation and mindfulness monks that that practice these these kind of ways of trusting in God above anything else and listening to their own um, connection more than than anyone else. And one of the parts that I really loved was when he talks about like being that the Savior is our first person. And that everything else, everyone else becomes kind of a secondary to that. And so we, if we have him as our first person, as the one that we're committed to first, we might be asked to give up relationships with other people um, and the, you know, experience of converts to the church that there's, they, they have to, you know, sacrifice maybe some of that closeness in their relationships to follow him. And I just think that's so powerful. Yeah, I think like the verse that stated uh, that Jesus said, I came not to send peace but a sword uh, really, really states exactly what you were saying that um, he, his mission and our mission is to kind of be bold. And that doesn't mean that we're destroying. Like there was that verse where his apostles asked him to destroy these people that rejected him with fire, like the prophet Elias did. And Jesus rebuked them and said that they didn't understand. Um, So like, I don't know, he obviously still is prophesying priests, uh, peace, like that's his whole, um, the doctrine, but the sword is being bold with that. And sometimes that does mean to lose these relationships or or to accept that that we will be a peculiar or different people um, in living our beliefs, especially right now in this day and age, I think to live the lives that we're called to in order to follow Jesus Christ, we are different and the world will tell us that we're crazy and that this way of life is outdated or, or any number of things they might say about it. So we really do have to go bold by the sword, if you will. Yeah. And I love that too, because he was, he was living so true to his connection that every, like he, there was, 
he was kind of being bold with everyone. It wasn't just the Pharisees or the sinners or publicans. It was with his own disciples of, of continuing to mm. remind them of their place in a way too of, of, Hey, that's ego, or that's, that's your own self-interest. This is the, this is the truth. This is love. This is what, you know, God is speaking through us with, and he was willing to cut even his close relationships to help them grow or to help them kind of come back to their authenticity or their connection. And, and I don't know, I just think there's such a power in that too, of, of him being willing to, he had to do that with everyone. It wasn't just rebuking, you know, these other things. It was also rebuking his disciples, the people that he had closest to him. Mm, I love that. That's really, really powerful and, and really interesting. Cause like you, it reminds me of the verses that when they ask him, who's the greatest and, and they, he states that the least among you, he, and he compares it to a child. Um, but going along with what you said that exactly like, whether you're the highest apostle, like with authority, like you're still under the Lord and you're still answering to him. Um, and you kind of have to forget your authority. Um, and, and when you're serving. Yeah. And I think it, that also reminds me of the importance of listening to our own connection that, that he, we talk even in the, um, the study guide, it was talking about finding your work. Like what is your work with him and, and being brave enough and bold enough to follow that work. And I think when we're listening and we're connected and we're open to receiving the spirit, we might have to rebuke some different things. It might be um, family members that are, you know, hindering us from finding what our work with him is and that we, we have to kind of clean our, our inner vessel. We have to be willing to receive the spirit above anything else so that we can fulfill the purpose that we have on this life, in this journey on, in our lives. Right. I think um, in today, today's terminology, like a toxic relationship or something like that would be kind of what we would understand as, as some of those relationships where you have to have those boundaries um, so that you can fully serve the Lord. Yeah. And I, and I think even if it's not like a, a toxic thing, it could be something that just is hindering you from hearing the Lord. And, and that could be things that you're not even aware of, like the disciples weren't even aware of, of different things. Um, and that's kind of what I feel like maybe we should do the med- meditation on today is kind of releasing any blocks that, that we might have or any obstacles that would keep us from hearing the Lord and hearing um, his work for us and being able to kind of get a little bit more clarity with that. So if you're ready for this, let's just kind of take some deep breaths. Start to kind of slow down the mind. We've, we've been talking about these um, principles, these scriptures, these beautiful passages. And if you've already read them, then this is a great way to just let them kind of distill into your soul a little bit more from your headspace, from your thoughts. And just let these truths kind of be written more in your body. The scripture about the uh, tablets being written on the heart, the fleshy uh, tablets of the heart. And let's just imagine... As you relax and breathe and get connected to your body, you can always imagine a grounding cord, a a cord from you to the center of the earth to help you get centered and clear, making sure that you're fully in your body, that you're connected. And then just letting light come and pour over you, over your head, over your body, maybe a tube of light just kind of pouring around you. 
and clearing any thoughts, any worries, any issues, anything that's come up for you, that's coming up for you lately, and just see the light shining on all of you, and feeling yourself grounded in the earth, grounded in your own body, the light just pouring around you and through you. And then we're just going to check in on your garden. So this is a garden of you and the Savior. A special place where you are nourishing your relationship with him. And where you're seeking to be connected to him and his work for you. And we're just going to see that work as a garden that you're tending to. Maybe you're nurturing your testimony or you're nurturing your belief in him. Maybe you're growing fruits of uh, faith and action. Maybe you're growing a business or a family or a relationship or many relationships. Just notice this connection with you and the good work that you have through him as a garden. And then we're just going to travel into kind of the centermost part of this garden, this special place where it's just you and the Savior, where it's just the two of you. And where no one else can really come to, no beloved spouse or um, friend or other uh, imperfect person can come. This is just you and yours. We're just going to clear away um, any, any weeds, any attachments, any uh, people that have been trying to get into you and your own connection. Maybe just see that as parts of your garden that don't, uh, that need a little bit of a separation or a little space from, from your personal connection that only you have access to. Only you know what is yours or what is yours to do, your personal work on this earth. And then we're just going to let any voices from other people kind of separate out of this garden. Creating a little bit of an altar or a place of um, true connection and worship. The Holy of Holies within yourself. And just see if we can let any voices of parents or voices of children or voices of anyone else that's not your connection. Just seeing those uh, leave this special place and just starting to feel connected to the voice of the Savior, the voice of the Spirit to you personally, your individual work and purpose that absolutely includes all of these people that you love, but that is yours to receive and yours to act upon. And if that comes in an image, maybe if it's a garden, it's a tree or a plant or something that's special, just notice that and just being willing to cut any unhealthy ties with anyone or anything else that keeps you from this special place and this special connection. And fully giving yourself, um, fully consecrating yourself, your time, your efforts, your abilities, your gifts and talents fully to the Lord's work for you. 
you're getting into your headspace at all, just notice that and come back into your heart, come back into your soul, come back into this willingness to surrender, willingness to give your whole self over to this connection and to what God would have you do or what you want to do with him. Just see that connection growing stronger and stronger, brighter and brighter. Maybe you see um, a pillar of light shining into the sacred space, strengthening you in your own connection within yourself, and helping you be strong enough for when imperfect people um, influence us or even negative influences of negative energy or negative spirits can influence us we're we're seeing how this connection can be stronger than all of those things there's no more um tendrils or roots or anything any weeds that are growing out of this place that it's totally sanctified it's completely connected completely dedicated to God and his work, and that that's the center of you. That's at your heart, that's at the center of your soul, your being. Recommitting to that if needed. Repenting if needed. Allowing God to be here fully for you, and you are fully here for him just like the Savior did and asked us to do. Once that feels fully cleansed and fully healed, fully committed to the Savior again, we're going to walk back out into the other parts of our garden, our beautiful relationships, our, our beautiful work. Maybe it's uh, our temporal work that we do. Um, maybe it's other fruits and gifts and talents and things that we and two, and we're just going to notice how this center place, this holy of holies within ourselves, gives life to all of those other places, and it helps them sprout good things, and it helps them be nourished and uh, do good things, but it keeps coming back to this place of connection to God before anything else. And that, that helps bring life and love and nourishment, maybe water to all of the gardens, all of the things that you tend to all of the relationships that you nurture, all of the work that you do, even things that don't seem like work in the typical sense are maybe your work. And see it all be fed by your commitment to the Savior and his power that can flow into your life and into your being. And then see the whole garden being lit up, being cleansed and healed, being nourished and sanctified, all of your work on the earth is good, even if you're not perfect, even if you make mistakes. And then when you're ready, just relaxing, taking some breaths, coming back to your connection to the earth, making sure that you're still grounded and connected, letting light pour over you, coming back into your body, Thanking your garden for its image that you've been able to work with today. Thanking the Savior for his power being there. And coming back to your body, you can wiggle fingers and toes. You can stretch around. Maybe notice how you're feeling. 
and you give yourself this time to relax your mind and meditate and imagine even though it can feel like it's just imagined there's still so much power in images and God working with us through images and visions take your time and if you did notice something come up um, be compassionate with yourself if there's an attachment or something that's hard for you to let go of to feel God's power in your life even more be okay with that too maybe asking for more help with that from him and if you have anything um, to share we'd love to hear about it as well love to help out if possible Thank you, Brandy. I absolutely loved that visualization of the garden. Um, and I, did, I found it interesting as you were going along that my mind kind of changed a little bit from what you were saying. And so um, I, maybe I want to share a little bit that it was um, different for me at this moment, which might apply to other people. Cutting off ties or cutting off other people felt a little bit less applicable to me today. Um, and I was able to clearly visualize my own sacred garden and that that sacred space i love that you called it the holy of holies and especially that we're called you know to be disciples we might not be apostles but but we're still trying to serve and connect with god in our own individual way and we certainly have that connection yeah i i love kyle that like you kind of take take what works for you with this and you're listening to your own guidance with kind of a setup that that might be helping you get more access to the spirit. I think sometimes when we use images or visuals, it's just an opportunity to kind of have the spirit teach us and show us our connections or what's kind of happening for us. And that you are able to listen to that and go in the direction that the spirit was guiding you to go. And I hope that our listeners are able to do the same of, of if there's a image that works for them, that they can kind of go with that image or kind of let it unfold in the way that the spirit would show them and not have to, Kind of feel like it should be the certain way of you know there shouldn't be anyone else there or that for you it was a little bit different than that yeah like i definitely felt that you were supposed to be there with me i even everything i saw in the visualization the altar i had a beautiful stone altar but it had spots for me to kneel and for you to kneel together as spouses and in our divine calling that we're supposed to do together um, and whether that's what I needed to see for this moment, I don't know, but it was it was very strong feeling that as my role as the head of the household that I like needed you there to serve with me. That's cool. I love that. Obviously, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that again you were able to take it where you needed to go and that you were able to listen to the spirit above even what I was guiding, which is exactly what we just did, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I, for our listeners, I just want to invite you to um, obviously go along with these visualizations and meditations when we're guided through them by Brandy. But if your mind takes you elsewhere or, or if your personal revelation and the spirit takes you elsewhere, to not feel guilty about not going with the meditation or, or doing it in the same way. Obviously, our revelation is individual and, and for, you know, what we have keys for and everything. So... I think um, taking these mindful moments and even after the podcast is done and you go and meditate on your own and, and listen to that divine revelation, 
um, I think that's our purpose is kind of just to help with that process. And these guided meditations are powerful. Um, they've been powerful in our lives, but it's just an invitation to, to do that on your own as well. Yeah. And that's exactly what meditation is, is getting past kind of our thoughts, expectations of what we think it should be and listening to somewhere deeper. And that can be more of your heart that can be in your body. Um, visuals work really well as a, as a way to feel the spirit. And I think that's why I use them a lot, but even just sitting for five minutes and, and listening instead of thinking or listening and just watching your thoughts, that's all powerful ways to get beyond kind of what our headspace thinks versus what the spirit is really saying or what, what our, our soul is more connected to on a, on a deeper level. So I, I love that you were able to do that today. Thank you. And, and we're so grateful for all of you that are listening. Excited to be with you again next week. Thank you.